I've always believed that no one is too good or too successful to have a mentor and at the same time you are never too old or clever or experienced to have a mentor so each and every day you always try to look at someone who is better than you are so as to hold your hand hello and welcome to yet another episode of the geospatially africa podcast the podcast for the african geospatial community my name is Okwemi, and today we will be talking about mentoring, volunteering, and the imposter syndrome with geospatial talent, Sharon Omoja. It promises to be an exciting session today, so do well to listen through till the end, as I am sure you won't want to miss any part of it. Sharon is a geospatial data analyst and drone pilot whose contributions to the Women in Geospatial and the Geospatial Network in Africa and East Africa as a whole cannot be overemphasized. So Sharon is an amazing person who I've had the privilege of interacting with in a few of the networks that we both belong to and today she has given us an opportunity to get to know more about her and the amazing things that she's doing in geospatial in africa and without further ado let's jump straight into it hi sharon welcome to today's episode it's amazing to have you here with us uh, hi opayemi uh, thank you uh, i'm so glad to be here today and uh, thank you for the invite great so sharon could you Please tell us a little about yourself and how you got into geospatial. Yes, so I'm a GIS analyst by profession. Uh, I did Bachelor of Arts Geography in Moy University, Eldoret. Yeah, so my course entailed a lot more of the physical and the human geography and little aspects of the technical aspects of geography that is GIS and remote sensing. Yeah, so the little aspects of uh, JS and remote sensing that we were taught, I found that so interesting. And uh, I went deeper, like I had the curiosity to learn more what JS is, what does it entail and all that. So I started learning using the various online platforms that are there, tutorials, YouTube tutorials, their books. And that's how I came to like JS. And now I had to shift my career and now... Uh, I'm building a career towards GIS. That's awesome, actually. I sense a bit of parallel there with even myself because I also got uh, my first introduction to GIS through human geography, actually. So that's amazing to hear. And the fact that you also had to learn by yourself about the more technical aspects of it is something I can really relate to. And a lot of people, I'm sure, can relate to that. So how have you been able to develop your techie side? Is it that you just fell in love with the tech aspect of it? Or it, it took you a bit of time to snap out your, of your theoretical and apply yourself more to the science and tech aspects? How was it for you? Yeah, so uh, when I was introduced to GIS, I realized it's something that I loved. And then uh, I started developing passion for it. Mm. And I started learning. So I started looking at tutorials on GIS. I'm more of, of an open source person. Yeah, so I started learning a lot of QGIS. So I have some knowledge on ArcGIS as well. So I started learning on QGIS. I started learning Python programming for automating GIS processes. 
And then as I develop the passions, I, you realize that there is always a skill that you can always integrate in with JS. So I learned, I also developed passion for drones and I applied to African Drone and Data Academy. I did two applications which were unsuccessful and uh, I got lucky with the third application. So uh, I did my first level one uh, in certificate in drone and data technology and we are waiting for the second level. Wow, that's amazing. Drone is like becoming very popular, especially in you know terms of aerial photography as well as even entertainment. And it's actually cool if you ask me. So how can someone who is interested apply for the training at ADA? Uh, I think the application that was opened is now closed, but it's always good to look at ADDA uh, Malawi, the Africa Drone and Data Academy website. Yeah, so there are always courses that are always open at specific times, but we are the certificate in drone and data technology is currently close that is for the level one all right that's amazing and i'm sure it's online for somebody like me that i'm in nigerian i hope it's it's something that we can learn from a to z online yes the level one level one is online and then level two is in person because now level two you get to be trained on how to operate drones you do a lot of practicals how to work with propellers how to do all that yeah so the level level one is completely online level two is in person and uh, the great thing is that this is fully sponsored by unicef malawi yeah so you don't have to pay anything for the level one and even for level two uh, unicef malawi and adda cutters for everything for you is it only open to people in malawi or no it's open to youths in africa it's all about equipping the youth with this technical knowledge okay awesome awesome that's always welcome Let's talk about mentorship and your role with Women in Geospatial. I know that through your profile, you are very invested in mentoring and also in volunteering. So I would like to also know, and most of our listeners will also like to know, how did you get into mentoring and what platforms helped or pushed you or propelled you into the mentoring platforms that you belong to today? Uh, yeah, so... Uh... I've always believed that no one is too good or too successful to have a mentor. And at the same time, you are never too old or clever or experienced to have a mentor. So each and every day, you always try to look at someone who is better than you are so as to hold your hand. Yeah, so Women in Geospatial Plus is a professional network uh, that promotes gender equality in the geospatial industry and uh, academia so what we do is uh, changing the status quo by creating a strong network of women in geospatial plus leaders uh, as well as the change makers so when i joined women in geospatial plus there was the mentorship program so i joined the mentorship program as the mentorship team leads and uh, a mentorship coordinator and uh, that was when the co the second cohort of our mentorship program was launched yeah, so I've been working with the with the other team from the Women in Geospatial since last year in September when the second cohort was launched until end of July when we closed our second cohort of the mentorship program. It's actually apt that you mentioned the Women in Geospatial because I also belong to that network and I can attest to the fact that it is an awesome network that has really helped me in my re-entry into the geospatial um, industry. Oh, that's good. 
why did do you think that there is a need for mentoring women in your special yeah, so as i mentioned earlier that uh, we can't be too good or uh, maybe too successful to have a mentor because I think all the successful people I've known and have read about have probably been mentored at some point in um, in their lives and that's why I really emphasize on why mentorship is important because with mentorship there is an increase in knowledge because mentors are valuable sources of knowledge because these are people who are more knowledgeable than than you are so whether in whatever skill that you want to develop a mentors can help you in the increased knowledge of the of the whatever skills you want to develop a mentors are also are also good for personal growth because mentors look for ways to encourage personal growth in their mentees that is once they understand your skills and abilities they may put you to work on a specific task to see how well you perform so based on your performance they might give you another challenge to test you or give you detailed feedback so with that there is personal growth that you experience and then with mentors there are always unbiased opinions you know you can't rely on your friends to tell you the truth or family members to tell you the truth on what's not working so with mentors there is that what you call constructive criticism because the friends the family members may hesitate to provide the type of feedback you may need to change in your professional life but mentors offer constructive criticism that is designed to strengthen the areas of your profession that needs improvement that's that's amazing even i can and i'm sure a lot of our listeners as well can attest to the fact that if we really want to know more about something or were really interested about a new industry that you might not be familiar with either you are a student or you are making a career change like myself it's always so useful to have that sort of superior advice from somebody that's where you want to be and i think that's what mentoring is all about and i thank you and a lot of other mentors out there that are really trying to bring up the next generation of professionals on really a, st- a solid footing where you know they they know everything about what they should and they become you know excellent professionals at the end of the day so i'd like to extend a thank you right now to you and all the mentors out there thank you so so much yeah thank you so we would also like to you know know more about what projects you're currently working on i know that you are really involved in volunteering as well Uh, are there any projects that you are working on either professionally or even volunteering for that you'd like us also to know more about uh yeah so uh, currently apart from my day to day work uh i'm part of the women in your special regional ambassadors um i'm the sub saharan africa regional ambassadors so as you understand the overall purpose for the women in your special Uh, our mission is to empower unite inspire women and uh, with this now we we are looking to build an inclusive global community that connects that supports that empower and uh, enable all women in the geospatial industry to become strong leaders and uh, change makers so with this we came up with uh, the regional ambassadors program as i mentioned i am the regional ambassador for sub-saharan africa so that's one of the things that i'm currently working on Uh, another one I'm part of the wider humanitarian open street map team community 
and I'm volunteering with the training working group, training new members on OSM. Uh, also, we have uh, trainings for intermediate mappers and even advanced mappers. Actually, we had one training today, Introduction to ID. And also, I'm part of a um, community working group where we look to like um, connect the communities, those who are mapping OpenStreetMap. Oh, thank you so much for that. It's been a recurring theme in the geospatial and indeed tech industry that women are not as bold as their male counterparts in showcasing their works and achievements. Uh, considering your work with mentoring uh, women in geospatial and the tech industry, why would you say this is? I mean, what do you feel that uh, might cause this or this um, reservation in terms of women showcasing their their work, you know, what 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 would you attribute this to? Would you would you say it's part of um, the imposter syndrome thing, or you think is is more than that? Yeah. So mm, what I can say about this is uh, there is always a social perception around women promoting themselves, and that is one thing that uh, maybe hinders women from. Uh, celebrating their their achievements uh, and i'd like to mention that uh, as women in just passion we always like we we challenge this social perception around women celebrating their achievements through the linkedin weekly profiles for the week so what you do in the weekly profiles for the week we always uh, feature one woman every week on wednesdays what they have done and all that so that's what we do to to challenge this social perception yeah so what i can say about women uh showcasing their skills celebrating their achievements i think it's all about confidence in women not only african women because for many women confidence is really hard to come by and not just now uh, for many generations we, women were supposed like to keep quiet and uh, were not supposed to like start kicking butts and talk, taking names in businesses you understand like they were not supposed to show that they are better than than the men yeah and the other thing is imposter syndrome that you really that you really talked about because um it's a pattern of thinking in which like women have always doubted their accomplishment i think you've always had it being said that uh, when it comes to job applications women on, will only apply when they when they meet 100 percent of the criteria but men we are, are going to apply even when they meet 60% of the criteria. Yeah. So there is women always doubt their accomplishment and fear being exposed. Like they always feel they're inferior to everyone else. They don't deserve to be somewhere. They're a phony or like uh, they're not supposed to be found out. You understand? Yeah. So I think that's one of the major reasons that women do not come out to celebrate their achievements that's really true and even the point you made about um applying for jobs is something that i've heard a lot of the time and i tend to even fall into that category sometimes and it's okay you know it's okay to just apply just believe in yourself believe in yeah. your achievements put imposter syndrome to shame and apply for that job because you're going to get it if you don't apply how do you know that you get it yeah, sure. and and this also applies to you know a lot of the things that we all do in terms of even the little achievements, the little projects that we might be doing, if you don't put it out there and celebrate it, people won't even, some people that would need that information that you found out or that research that you did, yeah. 
they might not even get to use it if you don't put it out there so it's something that we really need to work on even as women and belonging to networks and communities like you know the women in geospatial plus mm. that is a global community it, it helps you to see parallels between your work your own work in your locale as well as some something that somebody in say europe is doing there might even be parallels between it and you would even feel that okay you are really contributing and and that's why that's one of the reasons why i for one like community yeah. and you know being part of a community like that you know and it's open to everyone which is something i really commend like like i said i'm so in love with the women into special network it's amazing really yeah that's good to hear yeah yeah so what's your advice for women in the geospatial industry and indeed you know in the african geospatial industry because you know you say something and it's a recurring quote that i've seen in most of your write-ups that your goal is to unite and empower african women in the geospatial industry and provide a supportive environment where we can mentor each other so what would your advice be Ah uh, yes, what Avolo's advice is: uh, do not stop learning. That is the first thing that I will always advise: do not stop learning, especially in this in our industry. It's changing a lot. Maybe today you wake up and uh, you realize there is something new in the field. So do not stop learning. Always stay boy with the trends in the in the current geospatial in industry because in this world of uh, internet and all that there's a lot of platforms where you can learn the free courses that are online the youtube tutorials there are online books that you can learn from so do not stop learning that is one thing that i will always encourage and uh, always strive to improve your skills try to be better than the person that you are yesterday uh, because for now just being comfortable with one skill is too risky because as i said the geospatial industry is very very dynamic so always try to improve on your skills mm. add more skills to the ones that uh, that you have another advice that i would like to advise is always ask questions if you don't know ask questions when you ask questions that's when you find answers and that's that's how you learn more so always ask questions awesome awesome what do you see that the future might be regarding women's participation in the geospatial industry in Africa as well as globally? What 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 do you see as the future? I envision a future where women participate more in conferences and trainings because most of the time there are, most of these conferences you always realize we have more male participants than women participants. Mm. So I like to see women participate more in conferences, seminars, trainings and also women taking up spaces in machine learning, IoT, data science and integrating it with GIS. Yeah. And also women stepping up in leadership in the geospatial industry because we have very few women leaders in the geospatial sector. You know that's the best advice really. You've all heard Sharon and what her advice is to us is to for us to take up space to be out there, put ourselves out there, you know, be ready for commendation when we have actually done work. And let's not be afraid to take up the praise when it's given to us. And celebrating our achievements too. <laughs> and celebrating our achievements. <laughs> Great, yes. That's, that can be overemphasized, really. Yes, so uh, thank you so, so much, Sharon. Uh, thank you, Opeimi, for having me. It has been 
a very interactive session. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm happy that through this podcast, women are able to learn something. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that feedback. We really appreciate it. Moving straight on to the new section for this episode. Uh, we started with QGS Open Day, which happened again on the 27th of August. And for the month of August, the theme was focused on awesome trends in QGIS. Uh, speakers talked about anything from uh, mapping sewage collection networks to creating 3D models for QGIS using ODM. And as usual, the YouTube recording will be linked in the show notes in case you missed it. It was quite awesome, actually. Uh, moving on, free Phosphor-G conference tickets are still available at the link that we posted last episode, but we'll also be linking it in the show notes. So in case you want to grab either your free tickets to the standalone conference or you want to pick up your tickets to individual webinars and seminars that are paid for, everything is on there and you can easily grab your tickets as soon as possible. Remember that the countdown to Phosphor-G is currently about 26 days and a few hours. So it's coming like very close now. So let's get our tickets so we can enjoy the conference. Also, OSM Africa Monthly Marathon is again happening on the 4th of September. And this time around, Malawi will be mapped. Remember last month it was Tanzania. Uh, this time around it's Malawi and as usual we'll be mapping different parts of Malawi and trying to update the OSM for that region. Awesome, awesome guys. So next up I'll be talking about the Geosaki GIS Masterclass. Uh, it's a GIS Masterclass organized by the Geosaki. That's the regional group of Asia along with women in geospatial plus now for those of us that don't know already i belong to the women in geospatial plus network and this geosaki is the regional group for the women in geospatial plus for asia so they organized a masterclass giants masterclass and for the first time all female instructors came together to deliver their lectures in various training fields of gis so some technical areas that, and softwares that were covered during the masterclass include uh, Google Earth Engine, Python for geospatial analysis, WebGIS, AI, disaster map management, and SDGs. And every single lecture was taken by a woman. And that's awesome. That's really awesome. And although the idea behind the masterclass was to rejuvenate girls in the Asian region, so as to refresh themselves after the long break from academic duties due to the pandemic. It's, however, open to all from wherever you are because the recordings are on YouTube. They are free, open and accessible to everybody. And what's more, the classes are asynchronous. So it means that to facilitate learning at your convenience, you can just go on to their YouTube page and click through and see any of the classes that you're interested in. And thankfully, this session for the masterclass, I was privileged, yours truly, I was privileged to take 
the basics of QGIS for beginners in the masterclass and you can access my class as well as the other awesome classes on the Josaki YouTube page. I'll be linking the, the page in the show notes so you can access that and go straight to all those awesome videos. So if you wanted to learn everything from Google Earth Engine and PyGIS or WebGIS from ladies like myself, <laughs> yeah, you could get it there. So it originally happened between 19th August and 24th August 2021. But like I said, the videos are on YouTube and you can access them anytime. So that'll be all in the new session today. Thank you for joining me through it. And I hope you've learned a thing or two about the awesome activities that happened in the geospatial world this month of August. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you've had as amazing a time as I have bringing this episode to you. If you did, Remember to subscribe on any platform you get your podcast from so you get notified every time a new episode drops. Once again, we say a big thank you and we look forward to hearing from you. So do shoot us an email at gspatially at gmail.com or a tweet at gspatiallyafrica. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye!